I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Guess what? It's March. Guess what March is, Chip? March is Women's History Month. Woo! Go women! We love women. We love women. What are some women that you love in history that have done some amazing things for the world? Well, there are a ton to name, and some people that come up for me, I'll only give two, okay? And then you can give two. Okay, cool. Okay. We've got Oprah. Oh, Oprah. Oprah. And not because she was one of the first women of color to have a talk show back in the 90s. I think it was even the late 80s. But she was also outed publicly on the show without even knowing she was going to do it, that she was raped when she was nine. She mm-hmm. brought awareness to sexual uh, trauma. Sexual sexual trauma. Yeah. And then also Gloria Steinem, who is one of my favorite activists. She helped so many people uh, in, in politics, but she helped so many people have access to abortion and to uh, birth control. Yeah. Thank you for that. For well, at least, yeah, just rights to our bodies. Um, I'm going to also go with Jane Goodall, an animal rights activist. I love watching. Is I think that's like some 80s movies. We see her uh, in the in the lands with the, with the chimpanzees and she's done a lot for the animal rights movement and a lot of not just animal rights but also um, for education and lack of uh, for academia um, and then also Rosa Parks the first lady of civil rights uh, and we are in a time of um, a much more awareness hopefully hopefully if you're listening and you're uh, tuned into that and so there's so many other women that we could name um, and maybe we'll do that more throughout this month and Chip I also like, would like to nominate you for oh, women wow. in history, but you're still here. So it's still happening. I mean, there's uh, most, uh, only Rosa Parks is the one that is no longer on planet Earth. The rest of those women are all still alive. I believe, I don't really know a lot about Jane Goodall's current happenings. But. She's, she just did a show on, that I watched <gasps> on, uh, watch it, it was like an interview on, uh, oh, it's on Masterclass. She has oh. a Masterclass and oh. talking about uh, her work and it's really cool. She's such a gentle spirit. Mm, so I love that. Check that out if you have a Masterclass access. I love women of gentle spirit. I also love badass women who are like, you know what? We're not going to put up with that fucking shit anymore. All right, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this episode is with Melissa Height. We're talking about sex, religion, and why the G-spot is more than a spot. Uh, so there's all kinds of things that we dive into. And before we read the bio and tell you a little more about her, we have a sex question for you. And before the sex question, um, we there's a new way that you can see us. Um, there is an app, an app called Clubhouse. It's an audio app where you can follow people. I believe it's invite only somehow. Um, but if you know someone who knows someone, you can go on this app. And if you're following people, it will just show when they're giving some sort of talk or information that you can listen to. So it's a little different than podcasts because it's actually live. Um, and it doesn't have video. So you can just listen 
person and walk down the street. And guess what? We're doing a Pleasure Podcast meetup on Clubhouse. Pleasure Podcast is the network of sex-positive podcasts that we're with, such as Sex Talk with My Mom, Sluts and Scholars, etc. And a number of us are going to be on there this Thursday, March 4th at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So all you do is you go on there, you follow us, and then it should be in our bio when we're there giving the talk. Um, and I don't know if it's a talk. It's more like answering sex questions. I think you can ask us sex questions, mm-hmm. and we answer them. And it should just be fun, you know, because we're we're with some fun, funny people, especially sex talk with my mom. We love, I those, love those those two. Midwestern mother daughter or mother son duo, not daughter. <laughs> um, all right, we have a sex question. Are you ready for it, Chip? Yeah. I would like to hear an episode about giving tips on how to have a sex marathon or having sex all day. I've talked to my wife about doing it and spending all day in bed or go between having sex, maybe watching movies or whatever, but basically spending all day having as much sex as possible. She is down, but I worry about being able to keep going throughout the day. Any tips? I honestly have to say I've never done this. Have you done this? I have had... a a lot of sex. It wasn't throughout the day. It was over the course of probably 12 hours, which was in evening into the morning time. And it, it, I think it just takes a lot of lubrication, taking breaks, checking in and making sure you, as a vulva owner, I have to pee often after there was ejaculate inside of me. So doing the self care stuff to make sure you can keep going using sex toys, you can use, obviously, the hot octopus toy if you have a penis, the pulse product if you want to do edging or if you want to have multiple orgasms because it helps with uh, achieving an erection even after you orgasm. You can – I think that that would be my top three things that I would do, sex toys, breaks, lube. and lube. Yeah. yeah. And you can get the hot octopus toys at purepleasureshop.com with coupon code SHAMASEX. You get – 15% off. Go check it out. I own it with my mommy. Hi, mommy. Um, and there's lots of other sex toys on there. I agree with those things. And I and I think um, this person says, you know, being able to keep up, keep going. And I wonder if what you're talking about is erections. And uh, I think getting away from the idea of needing sex to always involve a rock hard cock and that you broaden the idea of what this sex is all day and it can involve a soft cock. Maybe your body's just grinding on each other. Uh, maybe your cock isn't even involved. And there's so so many things you can do. You have whole entire bodies. So if you take the idea of sex being just not just penetration and add in all these other things, maybe this is what you do with your partner before you do this. You're like, okay, we're going to have a sex marathon today. It doesn't mean fast and hard and let's get there as fast as possible. It's all day sex, which can mean we take, of course, like April said, you take breaks. And then let make, let's make a list of the things that are on the menu. What are some possible things we might like to try uh, and get creative there? And listening to your bodies is going to be another really important thing uh and and also you know go trying with you know fast and slow and soft and different sensation play and all those things and um i really want to do this what i would do for myself um with my partner or lover is it would be a no screens day rule other than using the screens to uh, maybe if we want to watch something erotic together or using the screens like a phone to put music on or something like that. But otherwise, you know, we wouldn't be, we'd be going offline and it would be a all day naked day, except for if we're cold, we need blankies and things like that. But we'd maybe build a fire and turn up the heat. And then within that, there would be um, sex and erotic touch and erotic massage and taking a hot tub mm. and maybe taking a bath and feeding each other grapes and chocolate and eating, cooking and eating dinner naked. 
naked and all those things. So I would expand it, maybe expand the sexual menu of all the things, get away from the hard cock or the, the juicy pussy. Um, and, and then also expand it to just be a day of connection and, and pleasure, um, that might not have anything to do with sex in general or, or just intimacy. Like a day is just intimate for us. Um, and what a wonderful day that would be. It's like the perfect staycation. It's very COVID friendly, yeah, by is, the way. For sure. Staycation status. You don't need to spend any money on it and you can have a fabulous time and a, and a great way to connect. So good for you. And you inspired me. So if my partner is listening, when are we going to do this? Hello? Yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> I want to do this Sex too. marathon weekend. Here we go. And then if you're competitive, see who wins, who can get there first. And I if, don't know where there is. If you want some lube, that's going to last. We love Uber lube. Perfect segue. It's so true. Uber will be great for a sex marathon because it lasts and lasts and lasts. Yeah. Silicone-based lube, long-lasting. It's our favorite lube on the market, like uh, like top lube. It's silicone. It never gets sticky. It has no flint, no no scent. Sorry, no flint, no scent, no flavor. It feels luxurious and silky on the skin, like you actually want it on your body. I put it on my cuticles and my elbows and my legs, on tattoos, on, on your ta- hair, all the things. And it's great for sex. Vulva owners love it. Penis owners anal love sex. it. Oh my, fabulous for anal sex because it's long-lasting. Mm-hmm. April and I both have one on our nightstand. We carry one a bottle in our purse because they have a travel bottle, the good to goes to. Yeah. It's fun. it's it's just some of the best stuff. A lot of times when people try it, they say, "This is lube." I had no idea it could be this good. It's it them. is the best lube I've ever used. It's incredible. Yeah, and we were we were fans of it before. God, I was I was, was a fan of it ten years ago. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite lube, and still is. It never disappoints. And if you'd like to try a bottle, guess what? You get ten percent off and free shipping when you go to uberlube.com and use code Shameless Sex. Uh, and honestly, the return rate for people to try it is like something like 90%. They try it. They're like, uh, I need more of this stuff. So again, go to uberlube.com, use coupon code shamelessx, get 10% off and free shipping. That's within the U S by the way. Um, sorry if you live in another country, but it is now global. So you may be oh, finding your local sex shop. All right. Are you ready for a bio? Bio time. So Melissa Height is the founder of Higher Sex Education, where she does one-on-one coaching, teaches classes and workshops, and offers online courses. She's a sexual, spiritual advisor, which means that she works holistically with clients to integrate all parts of themselves in practical ways. She is a wealth of wisdom from a unique blend of life experience and academic education. To learn more, visit Higher Sex education.com all right everyone it is interview time and we are here with a very special guest this is melissa height and we are here to talk all about sexuality what is it to be a sexual spiritual advisor overcoming shame from sexuality why is the g-spot not the best terminology to use uh, what how do boundaries help us with sex but first, we always start with the same question for all of our guests, Melissa. How did you get to where you are today in the field of sexuality? Mm, great question. Thank you. It's a, I'll keep it as short as I can. It's a long answer. Um, I started interested in sexuality at a very, very young age. Um, I, I grew up non-Mormon in Utah, and I had a lot of questions. And I don't think this is just specific for my circumstances, I had a lot of questions that went unanswered. And that was really frustrating for me. I had a really hard time with that. I was an inquisitive child, and I wanted to know the things and I had normal, healthy questions that any child would ask, but I was always met with a level of awkwardness and uncomfortability from the adults around me. And 
I wasn't satisfied with that. So I started studying very young, literally. I was sneaking away in libraries and getting books that were way over my head just to try to get some, you know, like basic anatomy questions answered. So the part of sexuality, I just kind of came in with, with that inquisitive nature. Um, the healing, the healing aspect of it, I went to massage therapy school 15 years ago and that really, um, sparked my, my passion for the, the realms of healing. And those just kind of have naturally blended together over the last 15 years of my work. And I've done all sorts of different things with blending sexuality and healing together. And I want to just say real quick, I mean, healing, not in the sense of like, there's something wrong or broken or damaged about us as humans, but more like supporting us and caring for ourselves on a path of growth and evolution and wanting to be happier, healthier, more vibrant people, not coming from a place of you're damaged and broken. Yeah. We always say that as well. You're not broken. No one needs fixing. And we are all quote unquote normal, which I'm not a huge fan of the word. What the hell is normal? But normalizing (laughs) everyone's experiences and normal is diverse. Normal is diverse. And there's no one person that is uh, more normal than the other. So that is not my next question, though, honestly, (laughs) it is. So there's this really cool thing that you had brought up, which was uh, the spiritual sexual spiritual advisor. So I would love to dive into that. So what does it mean, Melissa, to be a sexual spiritual advisor? Cool. Great question. Um, it's hard to find the right terms, right. For, for the things that a lot of us are doing in this kind of field. Um, I've been called many, many things, and this is one that I like, this is one that I'll stick with for now. Um, it means that I work with the integration, the totality of the human being. So like the sexuality is, is where we come from. It's our base needs like touch. Um, spirituality has a reputation for being like wooey and really out there. And uh, if that works for you, cool. And if not, I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm talking more about um, ideas or beliefs that take us beyond ourselves, these things that are bigger than ourselves. So I work with the integration of these things, of like the bigger spiritual side of us and then the sexual side of us and everywhere in between. So I work with the totality of a human. It's very holistic, the kind of work I do. So spirituality doesn't don't be scared. It doesn't need to be, uh, to be way out there, way wooey. It could just be an idea or a belief that you have or that you hold. I think a lot of people think of spirituality. It has to do with God and dogma and religion. And right. so therefore it's not approachable. And when I, and I used to be one of those people, honestly, I was, you know, when I was younger, I think I was an atheist for the first part of my life. And then I was um, agnostic, more, more agnostic and yeah. now I have more and I'm not telling anyone to believe what I believe by the way this is me um, now I've, I've just had experiences whether it's through sex or through whatever medicine work all kinds of things where I have felt something beyond myself or like a greater connection to something and so when I think of spirituality I just think of um, of something beyond just this, this usness, this meanness, and that there's, there's more to it. And that through that connection to the greater everything, that there's more aliveness, there's more yumminess, there's more connection, there's more divineness. And, uh, and, and actually for a lot of folks, I, I think when, when they're disconnected from that and, whether it's spirituality or however you want to define it, there, there's this feeling of disconnect and emptiness. And, 
Um, so I, I, I guess I, my question for you is, is that kind of a similar way that you think about spirituality and how it aligns with you? Absolutely. Yeah. It can be whatever you define it as it's, it's your own, it's your own beliefs. It's your own way of approaching life, but there is a, a, a missing piece that people seem to find, uh, seem to feel, I should say. Um, and I like, I like bridging the gap. I like the integration because that happens within the body. All, all the work that I've done in the world is all about embodiment. And the, I see this spectrum of, you know, our crown chakra and our root chakra and just embodying this whole thing. And I often see people in the sexuality field that are very either stuck in the root place, either stuck in this hedonistic place or stuck out of body. Mm. And I, I like bridging it. I like the integration. I like the holistic nature it's like of a, bringing like, it all together. Like a hybrid or a fusion. I call, well, myself, we, I call myself a hippie hybrid. We, <laughs> we, we get stuck. I, I grew up in a very, uh, the, the household I wouldn't say was spiritual. It was religious in, a, in effect. It was puritanical, right? So it was sex was a certain way. It was more conservative. And I think of it as like that very, pu- that, that puritan mindset. And I, and I know that there's, yeah, there's, there's a shift happening. And I loved, I was married to uh, an Israeli Jewish man for many years and I loved in certain religions and I wasn't, I wasn't privy to it until I became married to someone uh, and that opened me up to Judaism. And I'm not trying to mix spirituality with religion, but I just wanted to say, I, I loved like that Shabbat was meant for sex with your partner. Yes. Typically a woman in their, their uh, religious texts, but I loved that they designated a day to have like produce children. And, uh, I just wanted to, was it about pleasure too. It was about pleasure. Yeah. They, I mean, there's a lot of, of, uh, overlap in, in, in some religions with pleasure. And I don't, this is, this episode is not about that. Um, I just, it came up for me because I grew up in such a puritanical environment where it was like sex and pleasure wasn't even on the table or offered or allowed. And I guess that that is a good uh, initiation to the question about people. What can people do that, that are feeling shame around sexuality and that maybe was given to them via religion or via their vessels of parental guidance? Uh, what, what would you do? Mm, that's what such you do? a what, huge What can people question. do? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's a huge question. And so much of it, it's hard to answer. So much of it depends on um, the person in their history, of course, right? So with individual clients, I would um, do different things. Um, so let, let me try to answer that in a more broad way for this audience. Um, so there's there's things that I like to talk about with people. This is a great one for you guys. I want to hear what you think about this. Um, so you both know that the way we speak about things is really important. The way we speak about things, it forms our beliefs, it, perform, perform, it forms our attitudes, our behaviors. And so I have been working with clients for a long time about really diving into the words like dirty and naughty. Let's just stick with those two for now, just like dirty and naughty. So it's very, it's become colloquial, right? It's very common in our culture to use these words interchangeably with, with sexiness. And I think they carry shame. I think they're dripping with shame, these words. And if we really like look into, oh, and hold on, I need a tangent here. Do do not let me yuck your yum. There is definitely space in the kink world. If you really want dirty sex, like have it, get it, do your thing. 
if you want naughty sex, like if you want to be punished, if that's part of your arousal, like get it, it's totally fine. But what I find with a lot of people is when I, when I unpack these words with them, they come to find that they, they don't actually want to feel naughty. They, they might want to feel dominated. They might want to feel right. Like the surrender with, of the yin state of being out of control, like different things. But if we really get into naughty, no, they want like, what if you could be dominated and feel like holy and respected and worshiped, right? Instead of you've done something wrong or bad, it changes the whole come from it. It changes us on a deeper level. Um, so yeah, that's kind of just a conversation I wanted to open up with you two about what do you, what do you think about that? What do you think about those words and... What's up, shameless sex fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also, let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's my happily ever after, Amy? Yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so lost. Yep, been there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Me too. Mm -hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful, right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. If you want, want hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> I... I 100% agree with, agree with that. When we talk about dirty talk, right? Yeah, we, are like, we change it. We didn't... Sexy talk. Yeah, or, we, we wanted yeah. to change awesome. dirty talk to sexy talk and because it has this... Even, this even sexy underlying in itself can be loaded because there's also, in, I think, when I, one or a couple ways to be sexy, right? Especially mm-hmm. if you look... If you have a vulva, this is how you look sexy. If you have a cock, this is how you look sexy. And that in itself... some I've, I've worked with people or talked to people who have a hard time. Like, I don't even know what sexy is to me, but we're not necessarily talking about that. I want to normalize that experience too if, if you're someone that says you know i i don't feel like a sexy person there's a lot there that is you've been shown there's this idea of what that should be but yes yeah. we are we are what we say what we speak what we do and if we say the things that we're doing are um are dirty or bad or naughty, naughty. again of course of course like i mean here's all i will say like the first time i had anal sex was very consensual i initiated it and it was taboo to me i don't know where the idea of it being like a taboo thing came because i wasn't raised religion no one told me anal sex was bad or wrong but i think i got it from a lot of other messages in the world and it made it really fucking hot and then i wanted (laughs) to do it and Mm. um but i because i didn't have these direct messages i was a bad person for doing it so 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 i'm saying it, it 
I was able to utilize it and still to this day without having shame around it. And so I don't talk about it as a dirty or naughty thing. It's a hot thing, but it was almost like this, I I guess for me, maybe maybe it was hot because it wasn't like the, the standard missionary penis and vagina norm that you were hearing about. Yeah. And so I was like, I want, so I want to try that. So I think that there's a lot of ways to approach it. One, like you're saying is, is the words that we use, but also like the way that we think, we think about things in our minds and the way we treat ourselves and the conversations Mm -hmm. we have with ourselves, Um, which also brings me to um, another conversation about terms where Mm -hmm. the G spot is something that you said that drives you. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Mr. Grafenberg. And you said it drives you nuts. So I'm curious about that. Like, what about that drives you crazy? Thank you so much. And thank you for <laughs> making fun of him. Uh, <laughs> whoever he is, so, I don't know. Yeah. He's not let allowed me, anymore. Let me pull out my soapbox on this one. This is, this one just, this really drives me bonkers. Um, so, so you, you already mentioned that it's, it's a spot on female anatomy uh, inside a vagina named by a German doctor. I'm sure I'm not the only one that has issue with that. Him stamping his name on my pleasure parts, not okay with that. So, but that's a little bit beside the point. Um, the conversation of having it be like this spot, it becomes like this mysterious nebulous. I've read articles like, do, does, do all women have G spots? Do some women not have G spots? It's turned into like this, this mystery and I think it's doing a disservice to all of us. Um, all, imagine all of, the, um, all of the openness that has come from the clitoral anatomy, internal and external, being more mainstream knowledge. So many people know now what the clitoris looks like. And it has opened up whole new worlds for, for clitoris owners everywhere, right? So the G-spot bothers me because... There's an anatomical structure there. There's actually something there. And we don't acknowledge it. We don't understand it. And so it's this mystery spot, right? Named after this German man. Screw him. He um, found it. He, he, he discovered it. He put his right. flag in the G-spot. I declared right. it mine. How rude. <laughs> How rude. Anyway, again, aside, beside the point, the urethral sponge is right there. It's erectile tissue that protects the urethra. I've had people like, really, if I could, if I could get mainstream sexuality to call this the urethral sponge and not the G spot, I think I'll die happy. Um, And I've had friends say to me, you need to find a better word. You need to find a sexier term. The G spot or the urethral sponge is not sexy. I don't care. It's accurate. It's accurate for what is there. Like penis isn't really a sexy word and vagina is not really a sexy word, but it's the word for those parts. So the urethral sponge, it's erectile tissue. It's the same erectile tissue as, um, it's corpus cavernosum tissue, the same as the the sides of the penis, right? Corpus spongiosum is the head and the little running stripe, (laughs) the vertical stripe, that's corpus spongiosum. And that tissue is the same as the clitoris. The corpus cavernosum, it's just a different kind of erectile tissue. So just like any other erectile tissue, it becomes engorged upon arousal and protects the urethra same in men, same in women. We should say, I should not use gender there, but same in all the me. bodies, all the humans. same in all the bodies. We all have the erectile tissue, and if we understood this, like if we 
if we understood that this is something there, then we can start to become familiar with it and experience it and have fun with it. And it's not like some people have it and some people don't. We all have it. Maybe some people are more numb. Maybe some people are more reactive there, like whatever it is, but knowing what it is changes everything rather than it being this mystery spot. We And we receive a lot of, of folks out there, listeners that are so curious about this erogenous zone of the G spot. This it's, it's, it does seem as though it's a mystery to a lot of folks, it, either yeah. with partner play or within themselves. How do I squirt? I want to be able to squirt or I've never squirted. Is how something do, I, make wrong a, with how me? do I make a person? Yeah. Squirt? And, and they, these are real questions. And we're like, yo, 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 yes. whoa, of course, like the, these are things that they're the body can do. And if your body's not doing it, your partner's body's not doing it, or you want to make someone's body do it like, whoa, Hold the phone slow there. <laughs> slow, slow your roll. So uh, I don't know if you can touch a little bit on on perhaps um, people's G spot and their levels of arousal and the differentiation between each human and the possibilities and the the mystery, aka not the mystery, uh, but like more on the G spot. If if you want to dive into that, that would be amazing. Dive into my G spot. Yeah, we dive into. Yeah. <laughs> coming in. I gave you consent. Well, please. Thank you. Um, so I'm not going to call it a spot. It's not a spot. It's a, it's a structure. Like you don't call the head of your clitoris, the C spot. And like, this is just the one thing. Like it's, it's a whole structure. It's a whole, it's a part of your anatomy, right? So the urethral sponge again is a rectile tissue that protects the urethra. And I think just not being aware of it, like so many of us are numb for so many reasons around sexuality. There's so much numbness, but the more we can become aware of it and think of it, like let's get personal. That's fine. But I'll like grab my urethral sponge and like feel it. And it feels like, it feels like the size of a penis. It feels like when you're squeezing the size of a penis, it's that same kind of tissue. And I'll just like, I'm learning to get to know it as, as what it is, as a structure, not a mystery spot that I'm trying to find where it feels good, but like, what is this part of my body? And just by giving it awareness and attention, you'll get more sensation. You'll get more blood flow. I'm not trying to make it do anything. I'm not trying to make it react in a certain way and like perform its monkey tricks in a certain way, but just like, hi, who are you? I'm getting to know you. I appreciate you right? That, that creates more blood flow, creates more nerve flow, creates more sensation by just getting to know your body. So I want people just to like, know that this, know what the urethral sponge is. Stop using the term G-spot. It's not a thing. Like it really, it's not a spot. It's a structure. Okay. Time for a quick break. This podcast is brought to you by one of our amazing sponsors, Brooklinen. You know we're all about stepping up our bedroom game. And when it comes to the sheets on our beds, there's no exception. Whether it's tucking in for my precious beauty sleep or making sweet, sweet love to myself or my lover, I want my sheets to feel luxurious like butter on my skin. And I can honestly tell you Brooklinen offers some of the best on the market, all without breaking the bank. I love their Luxe Edition. They feel so good and sexy that I just can't wait to get in my bed. And Brooklinen goes beyond spectacular sheets by offering comforters, pillows, towels, loungewear, and so much more. They are so confident you will love their products, they even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. It's time to sexify your bedroom, y'all, and say hello to our favorite sheets. 
Go to brooklinen.com now and use promo code SHAMELESS to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code SHAMELESS to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. brooklinen.com and use promo code SHAMELESS at checkout. This podcast was also made possible by OMGS.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone. So whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore. So go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. I like that. And I like the open-ended exploration because, again, there's like this this idea that there's one way to do it. And instead, um, you know, the guidance to just explore your body without goals and see what feels good, what doesn't feel good. Where's numbness? Where's pain? Where's pleasure? And it takes a lot of slowness and presence and patience. And a lot of folks have just never touched themselves in this way. Um, right. And and also to do it with yourself first and foremost, or also working with other professionals such as yourself to give you guidance, because sometimes we feel like we're in the dark. We just don't really even know what to do. How do we let our hands even move, move to guide ourselves? So right. I love the idea of broadening it and taking it away from the it being this this specific spot in this one point and do it this one way and you have this goal to get it. And in, in fact, that in itself makes it so that it, uh, for a lot of people, it becomes un, un, I don't want to say well, yeah, unobtainable because they're trying to obtain yeah. something. Instead, mm-hmm. it's more like what can we? How can we just explore? And if you have a goal, making it pleasure and not orgasm or ejaculation or squirting, etc. Um, right. So the next the next topic I wanted to dive into was more about boundaries. And I know that you have over 10 years of sex work experience and you know a lot mm-hmm. about your own personal boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so I'm super yeah. curious about what some of the things that most people misunderstand about boundaries and why boundaries are really important. Yeah, thank you. Another soapbox. I'll change soapboxes here. <laughs> get on your soapbox. Yeah. I love it. Get on my, get on my other one. Yeah, um, I feel like I, uh, I understand boundaries from a couple different uh, levels from an experiential level, which is really important, but it, from an academic level as well. Um, I did do sex work for 10 years and that was so much boundary work that I learned in the moment, in each moment, what was okay with my body, what was not okay with my body. And I learned to honor that. And I learned really quickly when I don't honor that, the consequences are pretty big. The consequences are not what I want. And if I do honor my, my boundaries, things work out better for me. Life, life flows a lot better. Right. So that became really obvious really quickly. Um, the first thing people don't understand about boundaries is that it, you're, you know, your boundaries from your feelings, your feelings guide you to what your boundaries are. Um, 
And just the word boundaries kind of invokes this, like people don't want to talk about it and people don't want to learn about it because it kind of invokes this, like, um, this barrier, these fences, these limitations. And especially when we're talking about sexuality, it's like, I don't want limitations. I want to be free. Right. And what people don't understand is the, the way the path to freedom, the pathway to freedom is through understanding your own boundaries. There's this certain type of internal freedom that only comes from understanding your boundaries. It's not something you can get externally with the right amount of money or whatever, all the things. Um, so your boundaries are, it's your personal truth. Understanding boundaries is understanding your personal truth. And this leads to freedom. Um, boundary work is really, is core work for anyone on a path of personal growth or authentic living or healing. Boundaries is just really core work that everyone needs. Everyone needs to do. I'm actually starting. I'm sorry. I'm going to do a shameless self plug here. I'm actually just, I'm starting a, sex, um, so perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, I've been doing work for a long time. That's not digital. And COVID has really made me realize I need to turn and digitize all my stuff. So uh, I'm having my first course and I'm so excited about it. It's a three month, um, deep dive into boundaries course, just really, uh, unraveling all of our past beliefs and, and healing ourselves and getting really rooted and connected and anchored into, our personal truth and into our freedom. So that's super exciting for me. And I'm starting that in March. So um, I'll give you information. I'm sure you guys will leave information on how to find me there, but I'm super excited about that. I think boundaries are really important for everybody. And I love the conversation and it's been some of my most uh, passionate and um, what's the word I'm looking for. Rewarding. rewarding rewarding for myself it's some of the most rewarding work when people realize that honoring themselves and loving themselves is the key to their their happiness and their freedom and their aliveness in their life I love so, the work I think that would be a great point touch point because I can speak for myself and boundaries are really difficult for me to set because I'm a pleaser right and in the when it, it comes to the bedroom and relationships I tend to want to be the, I want to be the cool girl or the, mm-hmm. the girl that will dive in and, and be okay with all of these things, whether or not sometimes my comfortability veil will be lifted. And I'm like, am I really cool with this right now? How far is this going to yeah. go? But I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the peace. I don't so want to just right. say yes. So I tend to sometimes push my boundaries for, and it feels good after it happens. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that I did that. And sometimes I push them I'm like, holy fuck, I should have maybe been better to myself and said, no, cause I feel weird about that now. And there have been times in my life where yeah. that has come up. And so I, I and this isn't just for me, cause I know there's other folks out there that feel probably as I felt maybe before in their lives. So I would love just, if you have any bits of advice, maybe just some, uh, just a few pieces to offer about boundary settings and what folks can do that struggle with boundaries, such as myself. Yeah. 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 Cool. Thank you. Um, the, the first thing to understand is that, um, that it is your personal truth. So, well, let me go back to when you're saying like, sometimes you, sometimes you push past it and you feel good. And sometimes you, uh, push past it and it doesn't feel good. So there's a feeling inside of you before that's, it's a, that's the still 
small voice. It's this quiet voice. It's why we need to slow down and listen to our intuition in these, in these situations. Cause beforehand, I guarantee you, there's a moment that tells you you're just scared, but really you would really like to do this. You would feel really good if you did this thing. Right. Or there's the moment of like, no, 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 this is not okay for me. This is pushing me past my limits. This isn't just fear. This doesn't feel good. Mm. So there, there's a nuance in the energies beforehand which um, many of us just are not attuned enough to be aware of those nuances, but they're there. The messages are there. Your body will tell you if that like, okay, I'm scared and I'm nervous, but I really want to do this. So let's do this. And then you feel good. That's when you feel good after, or um, no, (laughs) this is just a no for me. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the detail about understanding that it's a personal truth, that it's just a yes or a no. And you really don't have a say in your yeses or nos in, in this, in this regard. And that's, that's a hard thing to wrap our brains around sometimes. Like if I asked you right now, uh, would you like a glass of water? Your body is going to give you a message that says yes or no. Your body's going to tell you you're thirsty or you're going to be like, yeah, thumbs up. I'm good. Right. And you don't really have a say in that. Your body's just going to tell you yes or no there because that's your personal truth. And your body tells you your personal truth in each moment. It changes in every moment. But in the moment, if you're present, and if you learn how to listen to that, you'll get the message. You'll get the answer. Yes, I'm thirsty. And and I'd like to have a glass of water, right? Hence why our saying at Shameless X is go slower than slow and then slower than that. And this might not yes. be all the time. It's like it, it's in the in the beginning or or for a, for the first 75% of the time or whatever, or whatever, or, or in the middle where you're like, I need to slow down so I can listen to my body because when we were really fast, we miss those. I, I'll speak for myself. I miss those messages when I move really fast, when I'm yes. at actual physical movements or the mental conversations um, are, are very quick and rapid. I'm missing a lot of the things my body's actually trying to tell, tell me in the body. My body's brilliant. It's constantly saying, yes, no, maybe slow down, mm-hmm. stop more. Yep. I love this. And I often overwrite that. Yes. I say all the time. I'm with you on all the time. 75% is not enough. Slow down yeah. all the damn time. Yeah. And then, but then when I want fast and hard, I'm like, I want it fast and hard. And that's, that's cause I'm getting a fucking yes. And I'm listening to that. And that's when it's time for that. But otherwise when I override that, then I don't have my amazing sex. But you can have it fast and hard and have your mind be really slow and aware and feeling that like, so feeling that cause yeah. you want that and you're in it and you're so fully present. And if your head's going really fast, you're not going to feel that. I think practicing slowing down all the time is beneficial. Doesn't necessarily mean just your movement. And the, the check-in piece, I, 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 I did appreciate that. I think that sometimes you do receive messages right away. And sometimes the glass of water scenario was a really good one because how often do you go somewhere and someone's asking you or offering you food or something to drink, right? This is not sexually related at all. And it is a good time to check in with your body though. And you, you say yes, because you feel like you need to be cordial or you have to honor this person's I don't know their their desire to to give you you don't food want to water yes, or, yeah. right yeah. so it, it does it does kind of have this snowball effect that carries over into other pieces well someone loses right because if you choose to appease them then you lose 
and but if, so and then there's this thing well it's easier to do that or better to do that than for me to choose myself and, and this isn't for all people because some people only choose themselves it's mm-hmm. a balance mm-hmm. there's a balance in here in the middle i believe where we can do we can have both choosing yourself doesn't need to mean that anyone else is hurt or harmed or losing out uh they they could get the the greatest experience by you saying no mm-hmm. so Um, make sure you don't think that choosing yourself means that anyone else is negatively affected. Yeah. And if it's, that's, if that's a hard concept for you to grasp and then there's work to do around that because it's easier said than done. Right. And which brings me to the work that you do. (laughs) You said you have an offering in March. I believe this is actually airing the very beginning of March. Um, but you have, tell us about how people can work with you, your offerings, how they can find you, et cetera. Thank you. Yeah, my website is Higher Sex Education, H-I-G-H-E-R, elevating things up, HigherSexEducation.com. Everything's on there. You can contact me on there. I also have an Instagram profile, uh, same name, Higher Sex Education, and a Facebook group at this point. So those are available right now. You can see more about my offerings on my website and hit me up if you want to get in on that that boundary intensive course. And that was... Launching in March, you said, right? 2021. 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the first one and there's definitely going to be more and maybe I'll push it back knowing that you guys are advertising it in March, the beginning. Maybe I'll yeah. start mid-March or something. Perfect. And, then, and you do one-on-one coaching right now. So mm-hmm. virtually, obviously, and, and you have quite a few offerings. And I think if folks want to work on anything that we talked about, and I'm sure you're uh, your coaching goes beyond even the realm of what we're talking about. But I yeah. think the, the holistic sex, sex education piece is really beautiful because it really is building upon a foundation of creating the, the working on the human, the stuff. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, like me with my boundaries. I'm sure Melissa, you'd be like, okay, April, where is this stuff coming from? I think a lot of people think <laughs> holistic also is very wooey. And when I think of holistic, I just think of all parts of you. So it's not yes. just like from the ground up. It's, it's not just like, Oh, it's the hippie wooey part. It's, it's all parts of you. It's your sexual yes. self. It's your physical self. It's your emotional self. It's your, your, your spiritual self. It's all, all parts of you because they are all connected. There's no way around that. We like, I mean, I'm sorry. Some, a lot of us have been taught that they're yeah. separate things in separate compartments, but it's, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. And that's why I work with the, the totality of the being, because it has to work that way. Sometimes we're working on your diet. You know, sometimes we're working on your, your movement routine or your meditation or your mindfulness or your, your practice with your partner in bed or your solo practice. Like it's, it's all the things and we'll work where, where you're wanting to work, where your goals are. Mm. Yeah. Your array of expertise is so, and we read your bio, but it's pretty incredible. And so thank you for sharing your wisdom with our listeners for talking about the G spot, which it never drove me nuts. But now that you mention it, there's a lot of female uh, bits that are named after some uh, age old doctors from uh, various (laughs) regions of the world. So I think shedding light on that, and maybe we don't have to change the spot or the names of the spots or call them spots anymore. I just think that this was really enlightening. Thank you from my whole heart. And I'm sure Amy, I can speak for her sometimes. She'll let me thank thank you from hers as well. And from our thank G you. spots, that isn't a spot. Our G your spectrum. urethral sponge. My urethral sponge. Thank you from the bottom. Urethral sponge. Urethral sponges. <laughs> well, like Cardi B says that that dangly thing in the back of my throat. It's that, like, that's the, the, what is it called? The, it starts with a U it's the, 
Uluga. Come on, what is it called? Uvula. Uvula. The Ugula. Oh my god, Melissa knows all the terms. Yeah, from the, from the WAP, the WAP song. She's like, you're gonna hit that dangly thing in the back of my throat. Yeah. On that regard, anyways, if you want to hit the dangly thing in the back of your throat with some wine, we do appreciate that as well. Go to marginswine.com. Guess what, y'all? Only two releases a year: a spring and a fall. It's woman-owned and operated. We have loved her wine and her winemaking skills since almost the beginning of shameless sex and she's a huge fan of our podcast we're a huge fan of her wine uh one of amy's favorites is the san giovese i also love the chenin blanc and, and the she mus- loves it. The mus- blanc the muscat blanc so if you want to take a take a go at touching the little thing in the back of your throat with some <laughs> wine go ahead and go to marginswine.com if you want to order three or more bottles you can actually get a discount of 10 percent, which is very it's very generous Use the code SHAMELESSSEX10. And if you want to go big or go home, order six or more bottles and you save 15% off when you enter the code SHAMELESSSEX15. Remember, you can just go to our website and check out these codes. Melissa, you are a goddess. You're amazing. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you for being part of the shameless sex revolution. I'm going to invite you right now. Go to iTunes and give us five stars. We read every single one of your dangly little in the back of your throat <laughs> reviews, even if they weren't dangling. And we love you all. We'll see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.